Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. campers and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. We will get to our mystery in a moment. I want to thank all of our supporters. If you would like to continue to see us grow, please make sure you hit the subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. The best way to support us is to share our podcast with friends and family. Thank you for all of our supporters. And now, Let's throw another log on the fire, campers. It's time for a new mystery. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always is our storyteller and journalist who spent 30 years telling these kinds of stories with the Akrabika Journal, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. Tonight, we've got a case out of Fairview Park. That's a city in Cuyahoga County, west of Cleveland. It involves a case that turned 45 years old this month. The story of a missing teenager that local police have never forgotten. Her name was Yvonne Annette Regler, and she was just 17 years old when she vanished without a trace. Yvonne lived in North Olmsted on Woodmere Drive with her mom, Mary Jane, and her stepfather, Gerald Sergal. Her dad died when she was 12. Yvonne was the fourth of six siblings and the oldest of the three that still remained at home. In 1977, she was getting ready to begin her senior year at North Olmsted High, and she spent that summer working at the local Sunoco gas station on Lorraine Road. On August the 8th, Yvonne reported to the North Olmsted store to begin her 7 a.m. shift, but they asked her to swap places with another staffer from the station up the road. That employee had experience as a mechanic, and it was a skill needed at the North Olmsted location that day. Yvonne agreed, but she didn't have a car, so at 8 a.m., a co-worker took her to the Sunoco at 18990 Lorraine Road. Same road, but across the border into Fairview Park. Now at the busier Sunoco in North Olmsted, Yvonne always had co-workers around, and the store had transitioned to self-serve pumps. But at the Fairview Park station, she would be working alone and operating the store's single pump 
which was full service. She didn't mind. She told co-workers she liked working alone. Now, in between pumping gas, Yvonne kept herself busy chatting with family and friends on the phone. At 10.30 that morning, she called her girlfriend, Terry McKenna, to discuss their plans to attend the memorial service of another friend's father. She'd bought a new dress for the service. A half hour later, she repeated the same discussion with a family member. At noon, the manager from her North Olmsted location brought her lunch. And at 12.30 p.m., her friend Terry called back, and she and Yvonne chatted some more. That time, Terry heard the service bell that rings when a car drives into the lot. Yvonne commented that the car had driven through the lot and left, so they remained talking. Then the friend heard the service bell again. Yvonne said the same car was back. She ended the conversation to attend to the customer, telling Terry that talk again at 3 p.m. when her shift ended. At 1.25 p.m., Yvonne initialed a receipt for a credit card sale. That suggested she was still in the store and doing fine. But then something must have happened. Because between 1.30 and 2.05, two different customers and a coffee machine repair person arrived at the station and found no one there. Each of them were perplexed and left the station without action. Finally, at 2.45, Gary Peacock, the employee who was to relieve Yvonne, showed up to begin his shift. When he couldn't find Yvonne, he called the manager at the North Olmsted store. The manager drove to Fairview Park. He found Yvonne's purse, her three paperback books, her thermos, and her partially eaten lunch. There was still $300 untouched in the register. He called the police. A couple of weeks after her disappearance, with absolutely no sign of a struggle and no indication of foul play, Fairview Park Police wondered if they had a runaway on their hands. Lieutenant John Hall, the lead investigator, asked, if she was kidnapped, why didn't they rob the station? He told a reporter, if she had been abducted and raped, she would have come to us by now. He said the cost of reproducing photos of Yvonne to distribute to police agencies around the state was just too much, so they abandoned that idea. We're going to find her alive and well when she decides to come home, Lieutenant Hall said. But, of course, men who kidnap young women are often not motivated by robbery. And often enough, they don't leave their victims alive to tell the tale. Yvonne's family pointed out that Yvonne didn't have a car, so she couldn't have driven herself away. She left her purse and her money behind. And she had never even hinted to anyone that she wanted to run away. Sure, Yvonne had an adventurous spirit and loved to be spur of the moment, her mom said. But she was never moody or emotional. She had a ton of friends and seemed content and happy. The night before her disappearance, she went on a date to the movies. They saw Smokey and the Bandit. If she had run away, 
What could have initiated such an extreme response? Friends picked their brains, trying to decide if it were possible. But every scenario seemed to be a stretch of the imagination. Complicating matters, two truck drivers came forward to insist they had seen Yvonne hitchhiking in the Sandusky area in the days after her disappearance was reported. One said he took her from Lorraine to Norwalk, and they even had breakfast together. The other said he'd given her a lift from Port Clinton. Police thought their stories sounded convincing. And then there was the story of a mystery man in her life. A co-worker told police that the previous winter, a man in his 20s frequented the station, clearly to see Yvonne. He'd even brought her a knit hat once. This story surprised most of Yvonne's friends and her family, who said she'd never mentioned it. But one friend backed the co-worker up and said Yvonne had spoken of him, that she liked him, and that he'd even given her a necklace. If police ever figured out who that mystery man was, it was never made public. But as years passed with no word from Yvonne, it seemed investigators accepted the possibility that she wasn't a runaway. They enlisted help from the FBI, the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, the U.S. Marshal Service, and the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. They chased down leads about unidentified remains being found across the country. They even searched the Rocky River Reservation following a tip that she had been murdered and buried there. But Yvonne was never found. This month, Yvonne's brother Daniel, who was 15 years old when his sister vanished, talked to Cleveland 19 News about his sister's disappearance. The pain never stops, he said. She was my best friend. Fairview Park released a picture of what Yvonne Regler might look like if she were alive today. She'd be 62 years old. Chief Paul Shepard said, We never forget about her. We are constantly in contact with her family. We are in contact with our investigative partners. Anyway, if you have information that might help with this case, please call Fairview Park Police at 440 440- Three five six four four one eight. That's it for tonight, listeners. For photos, news clippings, and more on this and every episode, hop on over to our website, ohiomysteries.com. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, share our podcasts everywhere. We are currently trying to reach our goal of being the number one podcast on killerpodcasts.com, which we currently hold the second most listened podcast there. I know you can help us get there. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.